1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Grab your family, a date, or friends and get yourself reacquainted with the movies today because the big screen is back. Get your tickets today to see Candyman and other great blockbusters at MarcusTheaters.com. There's something for everyone at Marcus Theaters. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Our music expert, a little early today. Gary Graff, good morning, Gary. How are you? I'm sorry. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How about you guys? We're good. Good. So so we're we're doing the early edition. We are doing the early edition. I've got uh, something to cover here early this morning, so I appreciate I appreciate the flexibility. Oh, all right. All right. Well, let's get into the top story. Yes, Brittany is engaged. <laughs> yep, yep. So you know, this was something that had been hinted at for a while um, that that her dad was not allowing her to get engaged. So now that now that the end of the conservatorship seems very near, uh, she's engaged to Sam uh, as Gary, and yeah, she posted a photo of of the diamond online you know every, everybody is happy happy and now she's going to be dropping off instagram what's she's that decided. all about i thought okay she's now a- now it'll really be up for grabs with Brittany since they've uh opened the gates right they, yeah but she just she says she just wants to take a break from it i have a feeling this is this is maybe attorney driven a little bit saying you know what we're pretty close to getting out of the woods here let's not screw it up Okay, hop off social media for a hot minute. Let's get to this hearing on the 29th. Let's get let's get done what we want to get done, and let's not worry about you posting boob shots and and other things that the judge she was, might. She had the hand bra thing going. They weren't really. I mean, those could have been on any fashion magazine cover. But that was right. the best part of her <laughs> whole operation. They could, have, they could have been, but there's a context. Okay, uh, you know, to this that they, I think they're best. You know, I feel best staying away from. But yeah, she is happily engaged. Uh, they were even making jokes about prenup during the week. Because a couple of celebrities even, you know, got online and saying, "I'll oh, make sure you get a prenup from the guy." And you know, I don't know if they will or if they won't. But uh, Sam did go online to say, you know, he wants to thank everyone who's concerned about the prenup. Uh, you know, there's going to be an ironclad prenup to protect my Jeep and shoe collection in case she dumps me one day. Oh, ah. Gary, Gary, come on. Have her just have her call Ke- Kelly Clarkson to see if a prenup well, sure. is necessary. Well, and it certainly worked in Kelly's case. Yeah, because the so judge. Probably, I, I'm sorry. I, I think you suspect there probably will be, you know, for them. But fine, whatever. They're in love. They're happy. If this is something that helps Brittany achieve cruising trajectory, more power to him. And since we talked about, since we brought up. Uh, Kelly Clarkson's uh, uh, soon-to-be ex-husband, who is Reba McIntyre's stepson. Yes. Yeah. All right. Reba had had a quite a quite an afternoon there in Oklahoma earlier this yeah, week. Yeah, a set in a set uh, <laughs> collapse. I mean, you know how many times does you know that doesn't happen that often? But, uh, no, I thought but she yeah, was in some kind of historic building, and uh, they were on a tour, and it crumbled. Yeah. Something. Yeah, it was the second-story window of a stair, of a, a staircase. You know, stairs collapsed, and second-story window, uh, you know, the whole the staircase collapsed, and this is in Atoka, Oklahoma, garden spot that it is. So the <laughs> second the store, the staircase collapsed, and they had to haul her out by the second-story window. Wow. Yeah, that would have. And, uh, you know, so that, that'll, te- that'll teach you to try to expand your horizon. <laughs> 
visiting visiting these historic buildings you know stay to the stay to the modern building you know go to a, go to a nice you know contemporary art museum right go to graceland or something like that if you're going to visit yeah, an old historical building right yeah I mean, it's because i think graceland's only like two stories and that's that's plenty <laughs> Uh, since yeah, we're on yeah. uh, women in peril or women whatever, Alanis Morissette is critical of her new HBO documentary. Yeah, so there's this is uh, premiering this weekend at the uh, at the Toronto Film Festival, and then uh, and then it's coming to HBO, I believe, in November. It could be October. A film called Jagged, and the issue at hand here is Alanis says she was duped by the filmmakers into thinking it was a documentary about Jagged Little Pill her debut album, but the film is, in fact, a documentary about Alanis Morissette and the rise of Alanis Morissette, which you'd expect to be part of a documentary about Jagged Little Pill. But it is it is very revealing and very forthright. You know, the, the biggest thing that's come out of it so far is her talking about basically being statutory raped when she was a 15-year-old teen pop star in Canada and being raped, what she feels raped by these executives. I mean, you know, music executives, entertainment executives, she was dealing with something she says took her years and years of therapy to to come to grips with and actually talk about. Uh, she feels that the filmmakers took advantage of a postpartum depression while they were interviewing her, and she was a little more open, a little more vulnerable, and she feels like, you know, they weren't they weren't entirely forthright about their agenda in making the film. So the filmmakers are saying, you know, no, we were we were clear about what we were doing. Obviously the line of questioning was what it was, so Alana should not be surprised at the end result. And they say, listen, it's always hard for somebody for a documentary subject that's alive to see a film about themselves, especially one where they were and the filmmakers call Alanis Morissette very brave in what she spoke about and and the things that she talked about for the film. So that's their take on it. But she's not going to support it and, in in fact, is doing just the opposite. But it is premiering in Toronto and will be on HBO for all of us to judge ourselves. Are you going to watch She's not suing for money or demanding changes or anything? Not yet. This could be the preamble. Are you going to watch it? I'm planning to. You know, okay. I've actually had this. I've had this one on the radar. Uh, this one, another great one, uh, uh, premiering in in Toronto. I think it just premiered. Is there's a documentary about Triumph, the band, by the same people who made the Rush documentary, and that's actually very good. It's for a rock fan, you know, somebody who was a rock radio listener, especially during the early '80s and mid '80s. You'll be surprised by how much Triumph was a part of your rock and roll experience. Really back then when you watched this film. It's a real slap-up-the-head reminder. Really? Triumph. Okay. Triumph. Okay. All right. They were the other They were the other rush. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was going to say. They were like the poor guy's rush out of Canada. Kind of. You know, I can't tell you how much they, they like being called that, but that's kind of what it was. <laughs> I was going to... Yeah, I, I will know. estimate that. I wouldn't say, say it... Much. I wouldn't say it to him if they were in the room, Gary. I'm just uh, saying it to you. I know better. Exactly. Um, exactly. The Stones in typical Stones fashion didn't have time for a funeral. We're on tour. Well, it wasn't so much that they didn't have time. Was What happened was so Charlie Watts' funeral was earlier this week, and the band had already come over to the U.S. to begin rehearsals for the U.S. tour, which starts on the 20th uh, here. And they're also doing, I forget which day, but they're doing a private show 
uh, for Robert Kraft, the New England Patriot owners. So they were already over him because of the spiking cases and the Delta variant. They couldn't, timing-wise, it would have worked in terms of the times the time they'd have to spend quarantining and everything, they could not get back in time for the funeral. So Charlie Watts' funeral went on, went on without them. Sam Cutler, who was one of the band's road managers during the 80s, has been widely quoted as talking about it. He was there, and he said it perfectly reflects the man that he, Charlie Watts, was. And, you know, that it was, you know, very low-key, low not a lot of big fuss. He says Charlie would not have wanted the big fuss. It was just a, you know, a funeral for family and friends, just uh, not, not bandmates. All right, Nickelback. They always get hammered by everybody. You know, what, you know Nickelback yeah. is like the punchline. Uh, but if there's one song in Nickelback's that I never need to hear again, it's Rockstar. Fair enough, fair enough. And uh, apparently there is, there is a Texas songwriter who's claiming that you did hear it or probably not us, but that Nickelback heard his song called Rockstar, all one word, before they wrote their song, Rockstar, two words. Rockstar, of course, the Nickelback song, of course, was a huge, huge hit, 2001-2002. And this guy's name's Kirk Johnston, again, a musician from Texas, saying that Nickelback did have access to his song, through people at their record label and at their publishing company, and that they heard it and then copied it. He said there's a substantial amount of music that's very similar and that, you know, he feels like they plagiarized his song. Nickelback's attorneys have responded saying that this Kirk Johnston has failed to identify specific lyrical similarities, but the tempo is, you know, completely different. And... You know, there's really, it's not the same song. It's not close to the same song. Shut up, go away, you know, and we will, we are not, we're going to fight this. All right. Is so this we'll going to be the new uh, Stairway to Heaven law I don't, suit battle? I don't, that... I don't think so. I think when you listen to Spirits Taurus and Stairway to Heaven, you do hear kernels of, you know, potential influence on Led Zeppelin. This one, this one, not so much. I mean, you know, there, you know, I think the, I think Nickelback's attorneys rightly point out that the idea, the thematic idea of wanting to be a rock star, is not, you know, terribly uncommon in rock and roll. And they listed a whole bunch of other songs, you know, Bad Company, Shooting Star, uh, Jukebox Hero by Foreigner, and there's there's a whole, a whole litany of those. And you know, the temp, it is a very vastly different tempo. I don't, I don't. I don't necessarily hear it here, but, you know, we get, courts are courts, and we'll see what happens one, once they actually get in there. A judge had already ruled Nickelback tried to have it thrown out when Kirk Johnston filed the suit, and a judge down in Texas did rule that they had to answer the complaint. So the courts have already said we need to at least take this seriously and go through that part of the process. Now Nickelback will file for a dismissal again, and we'll see what happens. Guns N' Roses is at Summerfest tomorrow night. They close. Uh, they close up the third and final weekend of Summerfest, but they have they they have stuff coming out yet. It looks like it. You know, earlier this year during the summer, they released an unreleased song uh, called "Absurd," and now there's apparently another song coming. It's called "Hard School." School spelled S K O O L, no C H. Uh, so listen for it. Uh, tomorrow night at the show they've apparently you know they they've reportedly recorded a bunch of material they've just never said what's you know if an album's coming or not but they do have these new songs i don't know if old school hard school is an old school song 
like Absurd was, or if it's going to be something fresher than that. But, you know, they made what happened with Absurd was they started playing it in concert, and then like a week later it dropped online. So it could be the same case here. Todd Rundgren definitely will not be at his induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nope, he has started, uh, you know, he started doing press for his upcoming fall tour, which, of course, has a show in Cincinnati on October 30th, which is the date of the Rock Hall inductions. And basically what he's saying is, after everything he's said about, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including to me, uh, in interviews that he feels it would be really hypocritical of him to show up. But he does acknowledge that this is something his fans really want. So he's basically offering the Rock Hall a live cut-in. Since the show's live on HBO anyway, he's offering a live cut-in from Cincinnati where he'll say something and uh, and then play a song for them. The Rock Hall and HBO have not yet said whether they, you know, whether they will take him up on the offer or not. You think and they will? I think they should. Okay. I mean, you know, yeah, you may be ticked at the guy, you know, and you may have been ticked at the guy for a long time because he has pulled no punches in what he thinks about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But you know what? It's part of the night. You're, you've chosen to induct him. Why not, why not take what's offered to you? They may be worried about precedent. You know, other acts like the Foo Fighters are getting inducted oh, this year. You know, yeah. a, big, a big act like the Foo Fighters could look at it and say, well, look, we could make a million dollars playing a show somewhere and cut into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. So now you've turned it into a Zoom meeting. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we so, know how great those are. Uh, right. You're muted. So they may, Todd, you're muted. Yeah. Right, yeah. So they may, uh, you know, they may... They may turn him down just to not set a precedent. But, and the funny thing is, the funny thing is, he is in Cleveland the next week. Oh, really? Literally, well, yeah, seven days later, he's in he's in Cleveland. So it's he did do the big F, FU middle finger, you know, to the Rock Hall on this. Cincinnati you know, purpose, and Cleveland purpose. aren't really that close together. They're uh, they're it's north and south uh, no, ends of the two hundred miles. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like. Two and a half hours or something, okay. maybe three. So, right. yeah, it's not like he could hop in a car, do something at the beginning of the Rock Hall ceremony, and then be back in Cincinnati. You could do it by helicopter, possibly. could do it by private jet, which I'm sure he can yeah. afford. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, again, he, I, do, I do respect that he feels like it would be hypocrite after he has slammed these guys left, right, center, north, well, south, yeah. east, and west. That's the... You know. That's the bottom it would line. Be hypocrit- it? it would be hypocritical to take part in. Yeah. Yeah. It might be it might just come down to I'd be embarrassed to go accept the award now, you know, after it after might. hammering sure. them. Yeah. Sure. So and uh, you know, but the Go Go's will be there. There was uh, Belinda Carlisle Excellent. initially had a European tour going at the time, but that's been cancelled. So they'll all be there, they're gonna perform and and you know, they'll have the beat, as we would say. Uh Lindsay oh, Buckingham and his wife, they're uh they're reconciling. Apparently. So All right. Lindsay's so if Lindsay album. can if Lindsay can settle with his wife and get things back on track, can he get things back on track with the women in Fleetwood Mac and the rest of the band too? Well, he's got he's got no problem with Christine McVie, you know. Um, it's with Stevie Nicks, and so the question becomes, like we were talking about last week, um, Stevie apparently herself had left Fleetwood Mac, saying that she didn't want to tour again, be on stage again with Lindsay and the band kind of said, hold on, we'd rather have you than Lindsay up there. But, you know, since then, Lindsay has apparently patched it up with Mick Fleetwood. Never really had anything to patch up with Christine McVie. John McVie doesn't care as long as he's on his boat. 
So it's really down to uh, whether Stevie will will get on board and and be willing to do something with Lindsay. And the way the way Stevie says tells it, she won't. So Fleetwood Mac will have to decide. Okay, do we want to do we want to go out with with Lindsay and without Stevie? But you've said that just means give it a few months and they'll be all be back on tour again, right? You hope. You, you know, you can hope. You know, the the verbiage is a little more strident. Uh, this time and a little more non-compromising than it's been in the past. So I really wonder. Yeah, I wonder if Stevie's at that point where it's like, you know, I'm at his place in my life in my 70s, and I don't want to do what I don't want to do. And right. I won't do it. I won't do what I don't want to do. So, yeah, we'll see. But, you know, Lindsay's new album is out today. It's all about his schism with his wife, who he's apparently reconciling with right now. And Ozzy uh, needs some surgery. Yeah, yeah, no big surprise. And we've heard about this before, that he he's having physical issues. Uh, Sharon did, did an interview this week, and among the things she talked, she spoke about was that he's actually scheduled uh, for ma- major surgery on his spine and neck, stemming from that fall he took in 2019. We, we had talked about that. He you know, took a spill at home, hurt himself yet again. And she just says, you know, the guy, he wants to go back out on stage. He wants to go play you know, hopefully next year, but he's got to get himself patched up before he does it. So this will be the first step. And then, but, you know, listen, he said he's got Parkinson's too. So why even put this guy back on stage? You know, he, it's not like he hasn't done it. It's not like he hasn't said farewell 40 gazillion times before. And we've seen the best of Ozzy, either with Ozzy or with Black Sabbath. Why take the risk of putting out a lesser Ozzy if you don't have to? I've, I feel the same way, but we took Glenn Campbell out on tour. We, you know? we did take Glenn Campbell out, and, and I, I would. That was, and I know we've spoken about this before, but that was. I felt like that was necessary right after the Alzheimer's announcement because he could still do it, and for a couple months there, he was doing these very heartwarming shows. But a couple months after that, it was really painful. Yeah. Well, Ozzy's call. Yeah, right? Ozzy wants to be on stage. Song, I guess. Yeah. Ozzy gets... You know, and listen, they can make enough noise that you won't necessarily notice as much if he's not up to par. You know, Zach Wilde can turn up the uh, the guitar and cover cover all sorts of issues, but you know, it'll be obvious. It's been on. It's been obvious on his more recent tours. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. You, you sound you like you, you sound like you're leaning against it. Like stay home, Ozzy. It's, if, if I were running the world and they asked me, that's what I would do. All right. All right. Gary, All right. always a pleasure. Who do you like this weekend, the Packers or the uh, the Lions on Monday night? After all these years, you really have to ask me who, who I expect to win that game. Did you see well, the Packers yeah, on Sunday? You know, Aaron Rodgers I, I, good I, for I did. zero I did, touchdowns uh, last week. You're, you're going to be in Lambeau. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be okay. All right. <laughs> not, if, not, if, not if you're a Lions fan, but it'll be okay, it'll be okay for uh, the Chiefs fans. All, All right. right, Gary. Thanks a lot. Right. Talk, talk right. to you next week. Yes, sir. Gary Graff, our music guy.